Hey, this is Ross Payton with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is RPBR episode 147, Snippets of Adventure, where we're talking about Snippets of Adventure, a uh, new bonus podcast put out by the Mix Six, and I have bo- I'm very lucky to get the Mix Six hosts. They're very busy these days. Uh, Caleb and Spencer, you know, I, I'm I'm glad you could fit a small hole in your schedule for to to, to fit me in there. So. Yeah, well, we don't record anything else ever, so yeah. it's easy just to like, hey, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, you're welcome, frankly, uh, Ross. Okay, you did uh, say we had to do this before we could record the. <laughs> Show. Yeah, so, exactly. Also, the blackmail. Yeah, the blackmails. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. This episode we've been uh, for the last uh, a while now, like months. Uh, I, I, I was too lazy to look up the actual date when we started posting these, uh, but we've uh, started introducing Spencer, who is new to RPGs, to the world of RPGs uh, through Caleb running uh, a game and old school hack. Uh, fantasy RPG system, and it's just been me and him uh, playing. We've been posting short little episodes uh, uh, as part of the Mix Six Patreon. It's been a slow burn rather than the RPPR usual blood in policy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're experimenting. We're instead yeah. of uh, not assaulting the new players <laughs> with the newest GM and the newest system that yeah. no one has tried ever before. Um, so. <laughs> We've been uh, doing pretty well uh, in that. I, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And we're po- going to post some of these uh, the first season to YouTube. By the time this episode goes up, we'll have the first uh, couple of episodes on YouTube so you can listen to it and get a sense of what it's like. And if you like it, you know, join the Mix 6 Patreon and get access to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that and Spencer's uh, journey into role playing. Uh, really, I, I, w- I don't want to say that it'll be the great American novel. But it'll be the most introspective thing you listen to in the ten minutes while I'm talking. <laughs> so what? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Old claims. Yeah. I mean. You know there actually is a new genre of fiction called lit RPG, which is about like what if MMO but real? Uh, and there's there's enough novels like that that it's become a genre. I don't know. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. I Anyways, learned something today. Anyways, uh, so but, uh, before we get into that, we have some news. Uh, first off. Uh, all three of us are going to conventions in November, the same weekend, uh, on opposite ends right. of the and country. And not the same convention. And not no. the same convention. No. Um, I am going But to- it's only two conventions. We're not going to three separate conventions. Right. We're going to two conventions. Two conventions. The three of us are being split. This has turned into like Unevenly a word problem. Unevenly across. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. going I did not know RPPR was about mad. Going east. <laughs> I am leaving. 600 miles per hour in aeroplane. And- <laughs> Uh, the badger is at uh, the uh, intersection, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. <laughs> Wait, it's a badger? Well, yeah. I kind of want you to finish the problem now. <laughs> I know it was just a bit, but <laughs> the narrative of this is just, I want to know what Solve happened. Solve with a barometer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to Patricon, which is actually more of a conference than a convention. Uh, it is uh, a something put on by Patreon, the company for Patreon creators. And it's a two day, uh, selection of workshops, seminars and panels. Well, uh, workshops Ross is special. Yeah. I'm special. Mm-hmm. He would it was invitation only, know. man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope you get like a, like a members only jacket. Oh, Patreon. <laughs> I I'd probably at least get a badge and a lanyard, you know, and I would think. Yeah. Right. Probably some Patreon for swag. security purposes. I still have a stack of the, the, uh, magnets that they sent me to give out at Gen Con because two years ago I ran a Patreon uh, a panel on how to do Patreon mm-hmm. they said oh here g- we'll send you a bunch of stuff to give out to people and include this big stack of these Patreon logo 
Mag- yeah, that like yeah, that one. one, like that one, yeah. And they've changed the logo since then, oh, so they're well, obsolete. And, no, <laughs> and I, I, I just have the stack of, of these useless refrigerator magnets now. Uh, anyways, uh, so probably get some more stuff like that. Yeah, we could design a game around them. <laughs> yeah, we could. Because <laughs> uh, that's something I do, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I design things around impulse buys. Um, so now I'm kind of thinking of ideas. Anyways, uh, so we're going there. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to record anything for the podcast. I think they're going to be recording everything anyway. Uh, putting it up on YouTube. So, uh, but it looks very interesting. I'll talk about it when I get back. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, I, and I'll be in LA for those two days. So maybe if you're an RPPR fan uh, in LA, uh, post to the Facebook groups or in the comments, and maybe we could do some sort of meetup after it because it's only like from nine to five every day. So I don't know what I'm doing after that. So, uh, but anyways, you guys are going to Metatopia, which is a place I want to go to as well. And I wish it was literally not the one weekend of the year. That yeah, the I, timing is shit for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us about Metatopia. Uh, so Metatopia is often uh, compared to more of a conference than a convention, uh, and seeing the seminar lineup, it appears to be the makes case. complete sense. Uh, so it's in Morristown, New Jersey, uh, from the f- uh, I think it's the second to the fifth. Yep. Um, yeah, Patreon's <clears throat> November third and fourth. So yeah. Same. So we will be there, Spencer and I, playtesting our new card game, Party Foul, uh, a game about drunk ducks. And uh, we are going to playtest other people's games and meet fellow designers. And I'm going to learn about how card games are made, hopefully. And uh, we're going to hopefully get nothing but positive feedback from our playtests <laughs> and not have to change anything because the game is perfect as it is and requires... No more work for us. And, and Milton then, Bradley himself comes in. And yes. Pays you yeah. In a, a top dollars. hat yes. uh, carried on his palaquin. <laughs> and uh, he just buys our game and we just go home right. uh, conquering heroes. We just we just make more mix six after that. Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I, I was told that, that that's how Metatopia works. <laughs> now, I've never actually attended. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I have no reason to disbelieve anyone. I mean, it looks great. Importantly... Uh, playtesting, like the, 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 it seems like the convention officially starts with like a kickoff mixer Thursday afternoon, evening. Mm-hmm. And then playtesting and panels are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But we're getting out there Wednesday night because we're prepared AF. Yes. And so Thursday day, we're going to have some time to like hang out in New Jersey, which, mm. And so um, what we're looking for, if any of you are in the area or will be at Meta, and maybe you are looking for something to do on Thursday, Caleb and I would be happy to find you at a local watering hole and buy some beers yeah. while we play-tested Party mm-hmm. Foul. If anybody's interested, uh, feel free to message us or uh, post in the comments on Party Foul the Game on Facebook. Yeah. Or you can check us out on Twitter at Party Foul Game, yeah. and you can DM us or just like tag us there yeah, if you're looking for play-test opportunities. Mm-hmm. We, we're trying to give as much feedback as we can. And frankly, meet as many cool people as we can because, you know, I- I'm clearly the novice here. Yeah, and we need playtest comments from everyone, not just hoity-toity. Milton Bradley. Uh, yeah, Milton Bradley with his <laughs> silver spoon. His butlers. Player token. <coughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Party Foul is being – the artwork is being done by none other than Casey Green. Motherfucking yeah. Casey, uh, Casey Green. And so there's a Facebook page already with some artwork on it. Yep. Uh, yep. You guys already have You'll find some of the character designs in the logo. drunk and yeah. adorable yep. and – but also like – you can <laughs> criticize them. They're also too drunk. Like they're adorable and they're cute. A but couple at the of same them time, are, you're like, flawed. Hey, at the same time, yeah. you want to be like hmm. – 
Get your life They're together. They're real. Get your life together, Doc. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It, it's yeah. really complex. They're relatable. Yes. You'll, yeah, you'll also be able doc. to identify Caleb and I walking around uh, Meta because we're going to coordinate clothing, which is not at all adorable. Yeah, it's not at all weird. We'll have, I'm sure everyone else oh, no, is going to be doing I, that, too. That's actually really common for Chinese families when they go out. I've seen literally <laughs> over a dozen of them all wearing the same outfit when they're going on vacation, like at airports. So right. Wearing. So Caleb and I will be the resident Chinese family uh, <laughs> at Metatopia. We'll be wearing mixed six shirts one day party foul shirts one day and red market shirts one day so if you're interested yes. about any of this stuff or want to get involved in any other ways with party foul or the mixed six just look for those we are shirts. the guys we are the grown men in matching clothing <laughs> we're those guys we're also going to do guys. we're going to do choreographed dances at set intervals yeah. in the middle a lot of, of major spaces slide. right yeah. so the mixer is going to be torn up. We're going to really, yeah. You're welcome in advance. Now, <laughs> uh, see, so yeah. I don't know what a game design mixer is going to be like. I mean, I think I almost certainly know what a game design mixer is going to be like. Like, it's going to be a lot of awkward. Like, hey, I am the, and then like some games, and that's going to be pretty much it. I kind of wanted to go in like Jets one of two sharks? directions. I want it to be like <clears throat> name tag corporate conference. Like everyone's in suits, and we're not. It's professional as hell, or just like Caligula, just like, <laughs> just, just like really messed up game designers, you know, after dark. So you're 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 hoping that it's kicked out, that everyone's kicked out of the hotel. At, yeah, uh, the yeah, a gamer day. exclusion zone because <laughs> uh, that happened to us one. Time. Uh, yeah, so uh, that, we'll, we'll see how it is. We'll yeah, have yeah. a segment on a mix six about how yeah. things. Oh yeah, we'll report. So, um, I'll put links to the yeah the Facebook page, a Twitter account. Uh, for party files, so you can check that we out. We will also be recording panels and whatnot. Yes, uh, and perhaps play tests. Uh, but some of them that I'm going to are like taxes for the game designer. So right. we may not post everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, I, everything that gets recorded, I'll put at least up as a bonus on the Patreon. Sure. Uh, speaking of which, we do have the RPBR Patreon. Uh, I've been posting a bonus episode from the Palladium Poisoning. I have one more bonus episode I'll put up. Uh, from Palladium Poisoning. I think next episode we're going to be discussing, uh, because I put a poll up, which Riffs book do you want us to suffer through next? And it was Riffs Africa, which is about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse uh, in Riffs, which is don't... Uh, the, I've told you too much as it is. Spencer, please don't I wonder how racist hobbies. that book's going to be. No, we used it. We <laughs> no. used uh, we used game systems as a rating system on the mix six at some point in recording. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Rifts was one for you. Yeah, which, hard one. which would make it for those of you that don't listen to the mix six. <laughs> we rate and review six beers throughout the episode. We use a rotating category system to determine yeah. if that beer is a five, the best beer you've ever had, or a one, the worst beer you've ever had. And uh, Caleb Caleb named Rifts, I believe, in that episode mm-hmm. as a one in terms of. And beers. I've only had over four beers in my four beers in my entire life that were comparable to riffs <laughs> all of which poison that's it so yeah. i just want to give a shout out to spencer for that that very professional recitation of Thank the you. mix six system you've done it so many times it's, say, like it's as Ro- if we've done that like 25 or 26 <laughs> other times <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird. Uh, well actually riffs africa is not the most racist riffs book so that's probably spirit west well let's not start a contest yeah, yeah. or anything because <laughs> uh, again it's like really we're all losers here yeah. let's do this race riffs africa <laughs> is about fighting the four horsemen of the apocalypse and a third of the the book is the stats for those monsters. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, and it shows how bad of a system it is because they're <laughs> unkillable, basically. Among other things. Among other things. Um, so, let's see. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, finally, Goblin, the uh, uh, a uh, fantasy RP- comedy RPG is currently on Kickstarter. Uh, it's being put out by the people from The Drunk and Ugly, a uh, fellow RPG podcaster and friend of RPPR. Oh, I didn't uh, know that was their game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, their newest member, uh, Greg Predmore. 
uh, who I've interviewed, uh, and should the interview should be the episode immediately preceding this one. Uh, I talked to him about it. It's basically fantasy goblins. You know, they're all short, idiotic, nearly indestructible. Uh, all the wizards and elves and everyone else gets sick of them, and they send them to Earth. Only it's a post-apocalyptic Earth. So imagine basically uh, the Three Stooges, but they're short and green, and uh, they're in Mad Max world. So, uh, all right. Hmm. Yeah. And that's the premise of the game. Cool. Uh, one of the classes of the goblins is the shootomancer. They're the only ones who know how to reload guns. Uh, so <laughs> that's the kind of class powers you get with the various goblins. Um, so we, we've done one play test that's on RPB, our actual play. It was quite fun. Um, so anyways, I think that's it with the news. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Snippets of Adventure. Let's fucking do it. Uh, I think Snippets of Adventure originally was your idea, Caleb, uh, or... In terms of your was a, that was like a hundred beers ago. Yeah. So <laughs> literally, let's not let's not get stuck on dates yeah, or yeah. names or events <laughs> or history or yeah, none of that chronology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but narratively, right? Yeah, yeah. If we were to say, let's not worry about dates. So the whole premise here, and you know, I'll kind of intro this a little bit mm-hmm. because it was it was largely exclusively for my benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm the uh, I think the original name of that segment are the education of Spencer the Harris. education of Spencer yeah Harris. I think that's right yeah, yeah. Um, until I didn't want to completely screw up your SEO at work right. where people are like who's this Spencer Harris what guy and it's just goblins right. and orcs <laughs> although for personal branding later we should totally rename snippets of adventure to the uh, the education of Spencer Harris <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so anyways I was the odd person out here I hadn't done really any RPGs in fact the only experience I had. Um, was playing a round of Red Markets. So the first thing I ever did was play a Red Markets one-shot, uh, which I don't know if So it's... we were starting in the negative. Right. Is whoa, whoa, I, I mean, come on. Right. In the red. Yeah. Yeah, so to speak. Uh-oh. Awesome point. And so, um, so anyways, part of this was about, like, kind of getting me integrated into the world so that I could understand the vocabulary more. But it was also just, like, a cool bit to be able to bring, you know, really what is the genesis of all of this, which is, you know, the role-playing world, into this thing that we're doing, which is ta- kind of tangentially tied to a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of the the origin, I guess, of Snippets of Adventure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're 11 or 12 episodes deep now. I don't know. 12, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Damn. I don't know if uh, episode They're not 12. posted yet. Yeah, yeah. 12 hasn't been posted yet. Either. Okay. Because um, yeah. after 12, we need to record more. <laughs> yeah, we're wrapping up season one. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, and we uh, uh, so obviously fantasy was kind of the genre because that's the biggest one in role playing games. For some reason, we decided that is where everyone starts. Well, it kind of is. I know, I know, I don't know why that's a thing, but well, that's the thing. You don't. It's Dungeons and Dragons. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's a first mover advantage, but it's still like. You throw people into that pool. Um, but yeah, Caleb, you decided to use old school hack uh, instead of uh, Dungeon World or D- Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about Old School Hack? We, I know we've done one actual play of it on our podcast mm-hmm. years ago, but uh, for the other listeners who aren't familiar with it, that, that particular system, uh, what are some of the differences in between? Um, uh, so Old School Hack is a great little uh, OSR system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is also does not take itself too seriously, uh, as some OSR can mm. when it gets you know trapped in purple prose about dragons and yeah. stops talking about like getting back to the the roots of go and dungeon kill stuff steal things. Um, and it it came out in twenty fourteen. It was pre. I think twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, somewhere in that region. Recent, Again, chronology. Recent, yeah. It's a great game. Uh, to my mind, it's it is, free. By the yeah, way, it's free. It's never been published anywhere, and yeah, so I kind of wanted to give it attention. Yeah, uh, it's a great little system. I use at any given point about half to twenty five percent of it. 
And it's not because it's bad, but because uh, I am trying to do something a little bit different with Snippets of Adventure, and I didn't want to read in comments about how I got the rules wrong. <laughs> and had I done another system, that's all the comments would be. And sure. so you don't know this system, or most of you don't. And so... The majority of people have shut up. Now, uh, when people hear this, they will then rush to learn the system so that they then may go back and enter internet comments yeah, about how I've used the rules wrong. But then, then I've, I've turned you on to a great RPG that deserves more attention. It's a, a win-win. Three, it's, yeah. it's a trap, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I, all, all roads lead to my victory here. That's, that was the plan. So. A Xanadu, or not Xanadu, uh, Xanatos Gambit. <laughs> okay. That's on TV Tropes. You haven't heard of that? No. I okay. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So. Uh, the Xanadu Gambit. You no, no. It's here for Zan- Xanatos. No, no, it's Xanadu now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just all wind up roller, <laughs> roller discing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyways. Um, so Spencer, yeah, you, you, uh, uh, we may, I was the other player for this. I, I am the other player for this. And, um, we went through character creation and then, um, sort of started just dive right into it. Uh, yeah. What are your sort of initial impressions of it? Or like, um, so of just like role playing in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. character creation and the old, uh, thing. So it was a, uh, it's been a really fun experience. I've totally enjoyed it. Uh, even though it's not something I thought I would get into, I think that um, for me, I've probably struggled with it more than I've thought about what's gone well. But I, I'm also kind of in this weird space where I don't really also know to define what's going well and not going well because so much of it is very fluid and dynamic, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of on its face. And so it's been a really interesting exercise. Um, as I as I sat down to kind of record things that I knew I wanted to discuss today, it's helped me kind of reflect on here are things that I think I could do better. Here are things that I think I would change moving forward if I played more role-playing games. And I will, because we're going to do a, a second season of Snippets of Adventure. Hopefully many more seasons of Snippets yeah. of Adventure. Um, and at some point, I'd even like to run a game. Um, just, just to kind of like sit on the other side of the table, proverbially, and figure out what that process is like. But it has, and we can get into this more in depth, Ross. I'll kind of let you lead the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it has definitely like kind of struck at some core core principles I have in terms of like playing games and decision making and it has challenged me in some interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So it's been a it's been a really cool um kind of like really, really um what's the good word here? It's stretching, expanding experience. Okay. Yeah. Uh moving outside your comfort zone a little, I guess. A lot a lot of that. In fact oh, really? in the notes okay. that I put together outside of my comfort zone is probably a phrase that shows up like four or five times. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, very good way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's just that phrase over and over again. <laughs> That's right. And it's, an entire it, notebook. It just is. In, it's, <laughs> it is not unlike uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Did you recreated the scream and ASCII character? That's, yes, yeah. His hand is. His hand just writes that as we play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, sort of automatically. Well, Spencer, you should know one of the first things. Uh, one of the many story traditions of role playing game gamers uh, is. The the twofold thing. One is let me tell about your your character, and then you know obviously everyone else's reaction is like, oh god, he's going to tell me about his character. But we really do want to hear about your sure, character. yeah, yeah. Uh, so lazy ass knight, yeah, uh, who is on that's a, an ed on the ass. yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. acid acid lazy yeah. acid. To be knight. clear, in character creation, we started screwing up at the name box because <laughs> neither character actually developed a name right. so much as a title. <laughs> Uh, so to let you know how great the listening is, right. with the, the hijinks start early is yep. what we're saying. So when you make your rules objections to Caleb, start there, <laughs> naming. Yeah. Um, la- lazy, Even though it was us who did 
then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but yeah. But as the, I feel like as the GM, you should have, you should have like kind of sculptured that See, a little bit. He's getting it so bad when the players <laughs> fuck up, right. you blame the GM. Yeah. Like that's a that's a basic move. In yeah. RPGs. He's yeah. learned so much. That's all I've learned. Actually, <laughs> I'm so proud. It just says outside my comfort zone eleven times, and then Caleb <laughs> fucked up. Those are all of them. So covered above. Um, Lazy ass tonight uh, is on a quest a to solve the objective in snippets of adventure which is to put on critter con uh featuring kenneth bark but his kind of like which is a conference not a convention that's exactly right which yeah. is important we're a lot of conferences conference. yeah. uh and then kind of the the more transcendent purpose for lazy assed night though is to remove lazy assed from his name uh so he's been kind of besmirched, besmirched by from his family by his family uh and there is there are some deep-seated trauma issues there that make him feel like his parents aren't good enough and so in order to cover those up, he's both become uh, kind of a, a, a wizard-like character who needs a thick outer shell, so he very literally wears heavy male armor, despite his prowess for ranged magical combat. So he's a wizard who wears plate mail. That's right. Okay. Uh, I believe the technical term in the game is bitchin' set of plates. He yeah. has a bitchin' set <laughs> of plates. Yes. Again, another great part about old school hack. Right. Does not take itself too serious. The left ass cheek of which has been removed uh, yes. at some point. We did trade it at one point. We yeah. traded it so that we could receive some vital piece of so information. So now he's a half-ass knight. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, so uh, I also love that... Uh, Either there isn't a rule that says a wizard cannot play full plate, felt full plate mail, or uh, I did not care to keep looking through the packet and find it. Right. <laughs> so we just went with it. Actually, yeah. yeah other than a few <clears throat> jokes made about it, like you know, there was never any objection here. And yeah. So, um, having said that, he's cast very few actual effective spells, <laughs> and and used the plate armor really only only once or twice now through eleven or twelve episodes. Hasn't yeah. mattered. Yeah. There's been, but that's okay. Not um, because if. If it needed to work, it'd be there. Mm-hmm. Both the casting ability and the bitch and set of plates. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Okay. Um, so, did the first, after that first episode, I mean, like, what was your idea of what role playing was before? That first episode and then after, like, how, did anything sort of change? Or? Yeah, well, probably a little bit. I mean, I think, um, and I don't want to ostracize myself from the likely listeners of uh, role playing public radio, but but I mean, I do think that. Um, some of my assumptions about what role-playing was before had kind of been like made more realistic or buttressed by the fact that before I was doing the podcast stuff, I was still like pretty good friends with all of you guys you yeah, know, via yeah. Caleb. And so, so I'd listen to some RPPR actual plays, you know, I, you know, I've <laughs> been right. Cause I'm committed. I'm, I'm like super committed to, you know, being a good friend. Um, and I, I'd, you know, been friends with Caleb's Caleb for years. So we talked through red markets and I kind of knew it was up and he, you know, I'd played the game a little bit. So some of the things that I think people might stereo stereotypically believe about role playing games, I'd already, I'd already tweaked a little bit in my brain. Having said that after the first game, I think that I was really, um, kind of enlightened to the the probably in this case intentional lack of structure mm-hmm. around the game, and that was jarring for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And I've talked about this a little bit on the mixed six in the past, but the idea that uh, you're supposed to kind of embrace an intentional lack lack of structure in that setting in some instances is really uncomfortable for me. And so that's one of the things that really kind of pushed me outside my comfort zone. And so I remember after that first <coughs> session of recording. I was struck by having to really rethink how I approached games as a category of things in my mind. Okay. I recall you seem being a little off-put that when you uh, you burned a uh, mugger alive. Right. <laughs> uh, that, you know, the other mugger was terrified of you. 
and you felt a little bad about burning that person alive. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like you sort of approached it like, it's a video game. That's a character. Right. I'm supposed to shoot it. Yes, that's exactly and, right. And the sort of like response you can have in a reactive narrative thing with other people. Right. It's like, holy shit, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, uh. That was, that uh, was like, that was, yeah, that was a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? My thought was, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm a wizard, you know? And here's I, this guy I done standing burn things life. with fireballs. Yeah. It's, it's fucking move out the way or get burnt, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh. And burnt. that you burnt, and that guy didn't move out of the way, so you burnt. And um, yeah, then then there there was this whole not only that there was a response from the other character, but rather that 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 action set in motion other actions that I didn't see coming. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There was a moment in my brain where I was like, "Fuck, I really need to start thinking more critically uh, about the fact that my actions have con- like what the fuck is this?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I came to I came to burn shit and wear plates, and now like people seem put off by that. <laughs> fuck, this is a fucked up world, Caleb. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of player, new players, um, not just you, but like they have, like the idea of agency or like having this much agency in a game is, is kind of daunting, especially if the GM. Like there are GMs who do run it like video games where they're just, you know, the consequences of violence are never really addressed. Right, right. Caleb's certainly not that kind of GM. No, it was quick, uh, quick and dirty. And, but no, yeah, Sarah, when yeah. she first started playing Better Angels, just wanted to murder things. I yeah, mean, her, her whole character is the concept of murder. <laughs> um, no, it makes yeah. sense, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's it's shortest line between problem yeah. and solving a problem. Yeah, and her lack of agency eventually morphed into sort of like a narrative befuddlement. And, yeah, and like general like off-puttedness, and you know, her character was like a lengthy sigh <laughs> of a human being, and it ended up being great for the thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, she was sort of off-put by. Yeah. Uh, consequences. Not so much as your character after you irradiated a brewery for he reasons does, beyond all I, of us. Which I specifically said was a bad idea. And then I did it. Right. <laughs> so he was reflective about Yeah. 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 I, well, that's forgives everything. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> it was because I wanted this to be interesting in the game. Yeah, I think yeah. I think there is this sort of idea is like uh in role playing you have to understand, you know, your your game piece, your character. Um, you don't have to necessarily optimize. You know, you you. Uh, one thing about role playing games in, in is, the world of RPGs, that's yeah. sort of like the last panel on the like transcendent mind meme mm-hmm. is fucking up on purpose because it makes a better story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that is where you sort of have arrived in the RPG space. It's like, well, it's my character, but it's not competitive. We're just telling a crazy story. So, what if my character did this? Like, yeah. Poorly, because <laughs> that would create more conflict. I mean, I, I mean, there are as long as it doesn't interfere with the agency of other players. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, exactly. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there is also the relationship between players, you right? Know? Mm-hmm. And that that's sort of an interesting. Uh, it is ongoing and issue. So that's like one of the things that I struggled with the most. I think uh, it was kind of like not not just embracing, but almost intentionally exploring the. Uh, you know, like the ambiguity of the whole format. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that kind of like struck me in two ways. One one was the setting. Um, you know, I would like... Such as it were. <laughs> right. Well, but like, so, you know... Well, we all know the kind of D&D generic fantasy sure. setting. Yeah. But but Caleb would, would, you know, functionally set a premise, probably in some instances a trap, I guess. <laughs> um, and, you know, my immediate mode is like, oh, we'll just figure out how to fucking solve the problem. And then I, I would hear you ask something or, or hear you want to interact with the thing that I'd not thought of. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, Ross? Like, how, how, I'm trying to solve a problem over here. What, it, like, can you give me an example? Like, um, fuck. 
God, I wrote a couple of good examples down. Oh, do you mean like me? Like in the first episode, I don't know I talked to the rats. Was that like one? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For for sure, that's a, that's a good example. Yeah. And here I am, like trying to figure out like. Quickest- but you didn't like interrogate the rats. It was like. Hey, what's up? Right, no, that's right, exactly, right. It's like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like what if I stop for a second and I imagined over here that this whole this whole other world exists where there's not a question of can I or can't I? It's should I or shouldn't I? Yeah. And the answer seems to be always yes, I should. Yeah. Um, and so exploring that, you know, was kind of interesting for me, and it's something that threw me off as we were like talking through things. Um, and it wasn't really until uh, I, maybe the last episode we recorded, I don't totally remember at this point, but we, we'd walked up to a castle and you said something like, as you approach a gate, they hear you talking about something. <laughs> and Ross and I just started talking about like the structure oh, was the last episode, of yeah. sewer systems and road width. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time that I felt like, oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to do this. And so so this thing, which seemed like tangential. And then that became the the basic structure of the sewer system right. the road within the city in which yeah I mentioned the mammoth lords yeah. visiting yeah. the city yeah. and yeah. then like that turned into the whole thing about the right. the logistical that's the magic of not writing anything ahead <laughs> but like yeah. but like what's interesting for what was interesting for me in that moment is like that that was the first time where some of the stuff that seemed like tangential and gratuitously exploratory that you'd done earlier in the game <laughs> I was like oh no that's part of the fucking game here is to explore this kind of stuff and the only analog I have is like when I got uh, Arkham VR, the mm-hmm. Batman VR game, it wasn't until I'd played through it like the second or third time that when I went down into the Batcave, I just stood in the Batcave and I just fucking looked around for 10 minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's just not how I think about games. They're objective solving. And so, so you know, getting back to this notion of the, the relationship between the characters, it was so fascinating seeing the way that you approached things um, – that it really got me thinking, and so at some point I think I even kind of noted in my in my in one of the episodes that I'd not really explored the depth of character in a way that you clearly had this kind of like inquisitive you know student of one school now another who was genuinely interested in like learning about other things and like talking to animals because that's a skill that you learned for some fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know that for me was a real um, you know like kind of green light in my brain to like stop thinking about just solving the problem and start thinking that maybe the problem is not the problem, but there are a whole host of opportunities here. Yeah. Um, and that you, you need to kind of like explore those creatively. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a big shift for me. Okay. Um, uh, side quest all the way down. Yeah. No, well, uh, like an, the reason why I was like talking to the rats in the first thing is uh, another story tradition for gamers is that uh, whatever I have is the hammer and everything else has to be a nail then. Yeah. So like if my character can talk to animals, then logically every problem has to be solved by talking to animals. Right, exactly. You do uh, try and float things very frequently with your yeah. puppets. I really did yeah. try to float a lot of stuff, mostly as a manner of impressing others. Yeah. Not, not to actually do anything with the things. Mm-hmm. But to show off that I could. Um, it was interesting for me, though. You know, uh, I, I'm thinking back. You've asked for examples mm. about when this seemed odd for me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in one episode, uh, we're, we're forced to complete two of the three squirrel challenges. <laughs> yeah. I believe The squirrel's in, price. The squirrel's price, yeah. Yes. I believe in High Nutton. I could have the yes, setting yeah, wrong. That's it. <clears throat> and it's for, a very serious game. <laughs> right. And for me, we get a quick overview of the three challenges, two of which we have to complete. And it's like very clear which two are going to be easy and which one you've told us will be damn near impossible. <laughs> and so I'm ready to I'm ready to like literally move. And here's Ross like interrogating you at length about each of the three challenges. Right. And kind of like trying to go down these little branch paths. And I'm sitting here looking at him like, I'm going to I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> like both as a character and maybe as a human. And then like it strikes me like, well, no, I mean, that's. You know that that's kind of the purpose of this whole fucking thing, and uh, and and that's just like an odd little shift that I had to make in my brain that the objective of the game is not really the objective of the game in a traditional sense. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was a it was a weird thing for me to encounter. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And then you did the impossible one. 
Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, then that was totally possible. At that point, you know, just like fucking lean and in. And then I, I made the third one. You didn't pick the impossible one. <laughs> right. Chaz is the best. Yeah. 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 Check uh, out Chaz the Squirrel Art on the mixed six, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now that you've had a, uh, more of a taste of role playing, uh, like, do you think you would have, uh, like, made your character differently or would you have. Uh, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, yeah. would, have, would have done a couple things differently. So, right. so, if and when we play again, thing number one I want to do is I want to develop some character robustness, a character backstory uh, that forces me to do something a little outside my comfort zone. Nice. Um, and I don't know if that means, like, <clears throat> maybe a name. You could start. I can start with, with an name. actual name. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Lazy ass night seemed to work well. Uh, but you, you, I mean, you, you. I remember you saying that you were getting it from the Wu Tang Clan sort of aesthetic. Yeah, I use I use the Wu Tang Clan generator. Yeah, uh, yeah to come did. up with my yeah, name. Did, so yeah. it felt like a it felt like a pretty big win. You're welcome. <laughs> but like developing, I don't know. You know, I don't know that I'm ready to do something like a dialect or a voice. Uh, but maybe some experience or backstory or unique skill mm-hmm. uh, that significantly influences my play. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I would enjoy the game more yeah. if I would have been more of intentionally focused on those kinds of things, mm-hmm. which you know. You live and you learn. Uh, second thing I'll do is explore the setting more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of the Ross Payton approach to, oh, what's over here, hypothetically. I think it might help if we do something with <clears throat> a little more stringent as a rule system, which we might do next time. That might actually help inform role-playing more. Sure. Than it, the sort of yeah, it might. I don't know. Amorphous thing that I, I currently have. I, I'm either probably, if, if I run another season... Uh, you might run another season, or Ross might run another season. Uh, I, I would probably do something either with more well-defined roles or even less roles. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Negate the nebula space. Like yeah. it's either all good or not good. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, characters are interesting characters to. I mean. An interesting character to role play as is different than necessarily like an interesting character in fiction. Like, uh, sure, uh, there there's certain criteria. Like the main thing for role playing characters is that they have to be willing to work in a team to achieve some sort of thing, right. some sort of goal. Like that's kind of the standard uh, premise to allow for the game to happen at all. Yeah. Um, but then you you uh, kind of have to define yourself. So. Um, Those snippets has basically turned into a buddy cop movie. Yeah, uh, it's not so much an ensemble. Yeah, it seems reasonable. So, yeah, I hope yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, 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 we could uh, <laughs> uh, vary cast members or something like that too. Um, I think also it's also sort of you, like a lot of the times when I'm asking about the question um, is because there is. I'm sure you've noticed that there is sort of a. Um, sort of sensory bottleneck in that only the only things you know about the world are what Caleb tells you. Right, exactly. Unless you ask him, you know, like... Yeah, there's uh, some tunnel vision. There is some tunnel vision, so you ha- kind of have to understand... Or that. unless you say something and that becomes part of the world. Yeah, but we like, don't know... You like, don't know what that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the trick. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, uh, like I could make... It's reasonable to assume that there would be rats in a dirty alley, for right. example, but that doesn't... Maybe Caleb says, oh, well, there's a rat-eating monster that they don't know about and is about to ambush him, yeah. and so he could say, there are no rats, and he's like, well, that's weird, and then that either becomes a challenge or it's incidental, <laughs> Right. Um, and that that's sort of uh, uh, part of the player's toolkit is to, like, understand what's in the world and what's not in sure, the world. Sure, sure. Um, Which is something I just didn't do very well, partially because I think I was unwilling or a little paralyzed by the idea of exploring the limits of the world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so moving forward, I, I would like to do that more. I think you did a lot better than you think you did. Uh, the next episode, you were you know, working the intricacies of hawk lady politics. 
just let oh, me yeah. like really lean into that one. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't I'd disparage yourself. Yeah. How do you think you've been doing as a player? Well, I don't know. And that's one of the things I was kind of wondering about as I was putting together these kind of retrospective notes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Oh, you're fine. Well, yeah. Well, and that's okay. You know, fine. You're fine. probably better than most because you'll talk in character sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're beyond the, my I, character does this. Right. Uh, side of things you you have said i before which yeah. is you know sort of the key to it yeah well, that seems important yeah. and i definitely have gotten my pronoun usage right i think mm-hmm. uh yeah i like our, our little banters or our conversations between uh various yeah. scenes right. have been really good seemed I, good yeah 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 uh no i was just struck by um yeah i don't i don't know you know what i mean i yeah. just don't know how to evaluate good or bad but that's weird this is something i was thinking well about. i've had fun caleb's had fun did right. you have fun yes i've had a lot of fun uh, i think do, yeah. do you want constructive criticism no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do actually. No, I'm like very curious because right. this is something I was thinking about in the shower this morning. I don't know if I've done a good job, but that doesn't mean that I don't feel like I could. I could. I couldn't say, but I think you've done a very good job, or you've done a very good job. Which is to say, I do think there is a way to evaluate the quality of gameplay here. Yeah. I just don't know what it is in terms of what I've done. Um, you don't. You don't meta game, right. Which is great because right. that's a really bad habit. Uh, so, I mean, you, you don't know what I'm going to do because right. we haven't played together before. But right. eventually, like, people know my personality. are like, oh, well, we're not going to fucking do that. That's right. a trap. Right. Like, that <laughs> asshole. Like, right. And that's all Ross does. I mean, I think I, um, I, think I could what? guess. Like, you know, there are two uh, options, and one's capitalist and one's Marxist. So I guess I could just choose the Marxist one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's metagame. Yeah. Uh, you don't do that. But you're so referential that sometimes, like, right. uh, actually not sometimes, pretty frequently, yeah. you refer to stuff. In the modern world, right? As if you are lazy ass dice, right? So, like, you talk about, and occasionally it's a hilarious joke, like Birds by Dre, right? Uh, but right. sometimes it's just like, and but I do like how producer Elf Name has sort of made that a running right. gag. What are those? Yeah, <laughs> what what is that thing you just said? <laughs> yeah. uh, and now you have to think of right. an explanation for right. it. Right? That's yeah, that's um, the struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. right. No, I know uh, the, these are just the weird things. You know that I I totally I totally that's get the only thing I've noticed her. though. Otherwise, you're pretty great no it's been real you engage you're off your phone you you know yeah yeah not not on my phone ask questions all that stuff i I didn't know that was the only standard for success it is an rpp i feel like i've been killing that (laughs) just to be clear (laughs) uh the the hurdle's pretty low yeah okay nailed it you Uh, have blown it away all right (laughs) um i mean yeah uh uh i think you've done uh, yeah quite well as a player i mean the main criteria for me of course is that everybody at the table had fun right and that there weren't any like hugely awkward scenes or anything like that which yeah um, I mean, I remember years and years. Before. Oh, there were awkward scenes, but they were hilarious. Well, yeah, I'm, like yeah, yeah. when you sang the entirety of "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." <laughs> Hit me, Birdie, one more Hit time. Hit me, Birdie, one more time. Right. Yeah. yeah, which was excellent. It was That's a tough great. move. It, it was takes, takes years to work up to your first in-game song. You know what? Though? <laughs> you're, like, you're light years ahead. Like I was thinking about that a lot, and I actually put it put it in some notes here. The vulnerability of the whole bit for me was not a, not in the am I making the right tactical move or not. Mm-hmm. It was like, am I okay knowing that I'm about to sing a Britney Spears parody song on <laughs> on the microphone? And the answer was yes. Yeah, and that's and it was like episode three. Yeah. That's amazing. Really leaned into the alcohol yeah. before that one, yeah. so it was totally fine. Yeah, it felt regular. Also helpful. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Solid RPG advice. Get <laughs> yeah. good and rest just before you start. Um, just to go back to a little bit earlier about the sensory thing, yeah. uh, I just remembered uh, a game I recently ran. Uh, there's a great example of that. Where the player, it was a modern day setting. The players were in the woods guarding uh, a corpse that they, they couldn't move for reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, they heard people calling out. It was uh, this farmer and his son uh, looking for their lost dog. But the players are already suspicious that shady things are going on. And then 
uh, the players just immediately deduced that they were actually shape shifting monsters because they were out in the dark and they only heard them as they just as they were approaching. They didn't hear them from far away and they weren't carrying flashlights. And so, like, I by not mentioning certain things, mm-hmm. they deduced that there were uh, not what they were. Uh, right. So that's the kind of thing. Yeah, that, for that, sure. That this is sort of like one of the problem solving things about yeah, it. The so. Agatha Christie like investigation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I just didn't have going on. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. just not what I was thinking. Well, I mean, different RPGs have emphasized different things. Sure. Like, um, you know, there's obviously tactical combat in some RPGs, you know, mystery slash puzzle solving. Right. Uh, banter and conversation and just sort of, you know, uh, world building. Yeah. And, as what we're dealing, with. like, what kind of things do you have you enjoyed the most or and the least in the, in this? Like, what kind? What kind? If you were to categorize them, as- uh, banter the banter the most, mm-hmm. um, both you know between you and I, kind of like in mm-hmm. the game, but also with Caleb, you know, kind of on like the ridiculousness of the things that are occurring in the game, yeah, which are largely your fault. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do understand that bit. Um, have also, and, and it seems like you enjoy that, which is why yeah. you know I emphasize more than like go kill thing, right? Steal thing stuff for like, sure. Yeah. Also, just really enjoyed the dice rolling. I mean, I, I enjoy the make a decision, see if it works. I mean, yeah. I like that, right? The, the instant feedback, um, mm-hmm. the kind of like quick problem solving and adaptation. That shit's been a lot of fun for me. Um, stuff that I've enjoyed the least, stuff that I struggled with, um, most of that I think I've already covered. Not understanding, understanding is the wrong word, not exploring enough, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like the depth of character, the depth of the setting, uh, the, the options which are available. Um, and I made so, you chug a Rattler that one time. You did. <laughs> you really, which I enjoyed because I really like Rattler, um, and it seemed to fit oh, yeah. in the theme. Uh, so caught me fizzy. a little off guard. Right. I'd also already had a couple of beers, so that yeah. felt like cruel. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean that's what it is to be the GM. Right. Which right. You'll, you'll know as you evolve. On on the whole, I would say that I've actually really enjoyed it. Not not too many things that I haven't enjoyed, and what I haven't have enjoyed has not been a function of the the game that that you've drafted or or your play Ross. It's largely been me also not being able to like fully sit down and just embrace it because the whole time I'm going, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing here? You know what I, I mean? Have you gotten more relaxed and calm about this over time? Or are you like are you still having it? The, ebbs these... and flows is what I've noticed. Oh, really? um, okay. Like that uh, the you know hit me birdie one more time thing. Like totally in the moment, just feeling it, having a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two episodes later or whatever, I was sitting there the whole time kind of like in the back of my head going like, what is, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Not, and not like, what am I doing sitting at this table playing an RPG or like, what am I doing in life? But like, what the, f- <laughs> how did it come to this? Right. Is this, With these I'm sorry, mom. My- <laughs> uh, but more like, man, what the fuck are we trying to accomplish here? And like, why, why aren't we just running down this path full, full speed ahead? Yeah. Um, trying to solve that, this problem. That tends to happen in any campaign of like, right. if it's more, if it's a one shot where it's like, there's a clear goal, yeah. uh, that's easy. But anytime when you have like multiple play sessions over an extended period of sure. time, yeah. uh, there's this kind of in the middle, like what are, what's, what was the point again? Yeah. Right. Well, and, and am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing what yeah, are, yeah. as a player and as a character? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I was trying to do something pretty specific with the first season of Snippets. Would, do you think it would help, like, in terms of that exploratory thing, if it wasn't all wackety-schmackety-do, like, Snippets is? I know the, I know the no, tone I don't, is pretty... I don't know. I don't know that Pretty that, farcical I don't think snippets. that it would help. I mean, I okay. think that's part of the... Maybe it would help if I were, weren't being, wasn't being so, like, obvious and open to the fact that, like, I need to explore more. Okay. But, like, now I think that an overly constrained setting might undermine my well, ability. Well, I don't necessarily mean constrained, but, like, uh, I don't know, like, gravitas. I've been known to run a dark game or two. Yeah. Uh, and not that well, that's what we would do necessarily in snippets, too. Right. But, like, I could sort of mix it up and not have it be as... 
uh, I don't know, cartoonish. I kind as, of, as I kind of like the tone. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, fine. I thought, I thought, the and tone... I'm not, I'm not changing the tone of snippets right. currently. But right. like, if we run a different game system yeah. or something. I mean, you're certainly welcome to. I, I think it'd be good. I would like to explore a variety of different systems and tones and settings. Um, but I, I kind of think, especially, especially given the the audience for the mix six, which I think is probably. A little less RPG heavy. Yes. Um, I think that keeping the lighter tone just makes some sense, um, given who we're playing for. Um, but I liked I liked the lightness of all of that. Yeah. And, and I think that had I been more aware of and more intentional about the ability to explore in that setting, I uh-huh. really could have gotten more out of it. All right. Well, yeah. no Delta Green for season two. Right. Damn it. <laughs> right. You heard your um, well, well, I mean, well, that, yeah, that's sort of horror mystery. That was yeah. actually the game I mentioned earlier, uh, the one right. before us. Um, what genre or uh, type of setting would you like to explore? Uh, I think that it would be interesting to explore uh, the science fiction setting. Science fiction? Yeah, okay. Fucking, yeah, I would jump in on that. I would definitely do the mystery puzzle solver. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds like a fun thing. I, I'm pretty open on setting, I gotta be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't... You know, uh, uh, Melissa um, has been running and has a second scenario right <laughs> Uh, I'll have to get her to run you guys. I saw the board the other night. Uh, yeah, the Brighton Lodge, a Agatha Christie yeah, style mystery. Yeah. Uh, oh, we should both play in that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I played it and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, instead of sanity checks, you had to make sensibility checks if you're going to do something sort of yeah. odd and untoward, like read a woman's journal or something right. like that. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> it was uh, amazing. So that would be great. I don't know if she has a uh, to run a whole campaign of that, but I think she does. She's uh, been asking. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah uh, when we could all find time. Okay. Uh, snippet season two. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa. Melissa, get on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Are there any other things uh, we haven't addressed yet? Uh, but uh, no, just well, I don't think so. I I say that before I because you talking. did have the notes aside from the I did the, have the, the notes. Screens. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think that uh, it was a really cool experience. I'm glad we did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I would like and to we'll do, continue to do. We'll it. continue to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would like to do more of it. And at this point, would like to kind of take a more robust approach at the whole thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not not just the like five minute put your name into the the yeah. Wu Tang Clan name generator, <laughs> sit down and start rolling dice. But kind of like a more thorough, mature approach to the whole thing. Not not to say that the tone needs to be more mature. In fact, yeah. I don't know that it should. But I would like to treat it more like a, like an event. Yeah, uh, moving uh, forward. Yeah. I'm glad we did it the way we did it this first time, just so I can mm-hmm. kind of figure out what the it irony is, I'm is doing. important. The yeah, first time, absolutely, you yeah. roll into it, right? But now I think that it, before I start, you know, like making grand claims about the nature of RPGs in existence, <laughs> it would be pretty meaningful for me to actually play through a robust, coherent world in which we're trying to do things, do things, whatever yeah. those things are. Yeah. So I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll show you some of the RPGs I have. I know for some science fiction, uh, there's one game I've wanted to run for a while, uh, Tales from the Loop. Uh, which is kind of like a 1980s Stranger Things sort of themed game, but with robots instead of uh, monsters. I have been known to like yeah. Stranger Things in uh, the 1980s. Yeah. Pretty uh, into robots, too. Or you could do like Little Fears or something. Little like Fears, that, yeah. yeah, that's similar. Monsters is great. Uh, monsters and Other Childish Things, uh, which I've written for, so yeah, we could do that. Okay. Um, Love all that. <laughs> Pick one. Uh, so yeah, so if you have any uh, questions or comments for Spencer, uh, please post them in the comments. Yeah. Uh, please be sure to check out the Mix 6 Patreon. Uh, if you'd like the first couple episodes that I put on YouTube as samples, uh, you can get the whole, all of them. There's 
12 and going to be 13. How many more do you think you just I think we got like at least two more. Two more. So like yeah. 14 episodes. Damn. So like yeah. uh, at half hour per, that's seven like, hours. Like good cable TV, there's yeah. a climax, but then you're like, oh no, that wasn't <laughs> the real climax. Damn. And then there's another one. Uh, Shit's about to get deep. Yeah. It is about to get deep. Uh, so when we get back, we will have uh, shout-outs and an actor. We're back, and I put in some music there. Uh, Spencer, any requests, any type of genre of music? You, um, put Ross, I've done enough of this with you on the mix six to know not to request any kind of editing, so I'm just going to let you <laughs> I do put in about. music. I do do that. Uh-huh. So is there anything you um, want? I think that some nice jazz. Vaporwave? As, nope. Vaporwave. I've managed to come this far without <laughs> having... Here we go. Without <laughs> that, that's why your first impulse was I've listened right to one. zero Vaporwave yeah. Yeah, through all of this. And so, keep that up. Yeah. But you said the word Vaporwave. I do. Well, I mean, only tangent. <laughs> there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's start with the first of our shout outs, and that would be to the Pathfinder Adventure Guide. I got a nice review copy of it. I mentioned this Adventurer's Guide. Uh, I got this uh, from Paizo. It's a review copy a while ago. Uh, this is a collection of different organizations uh, that uh, player characters can join or fight. Uh, they, like, Paizo is really knocking in the graphic design and writing department in terms of the quality. Like, everything is sort of like, here's stuff that GMs can use. Here are plot hooks. Here's a little summary of each organization. Here's important people in it. It's got great art. Uh, they have a variety of them. There's evil organizations that you can fight, good organizations you can join, neutral ones. Uh, they even have one that has a lot of uh, transgender characters. It's like for people who, you know, like don't feel like their body belongs to them and, you know, want to change. And so, like, it's, uh, they're, they're very, there's just a lot of really good stuff if you want to run games in Pathfinder in the Pathfinder setting. Cool. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're wanted new bad guys or new prestige classes for your character, uh, in Pathfinder, I would, I would recommend this. And they're, they're really good with the graphic design, just like in terms of just how they, not just in terms of like how yeah, nice Pathfinder doesn't make ugly books. Well, it's also just how they organize information because yeah. everything is really easy. Like the the summary of each one is just like, hey, here's all the important information you need to know, and then you can sort of, uh, go, yeah, here it is. The Rivathun, uh, Animus Harding, personal struggles for spiritual growth. These are the ones uh, that have a lot of uh, transgender characters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's um, a beautiful looking book. If you're using Pathfinder, I would recommend it. So. Um, Let's see here, Spencer. Uh, what is your first official shout out on the shout out number one? Yes. Um, so the shout out is really to two people, but it's about one thing. So uh, this is what I do: I talk about and drink beer. So shout out to Andrew Baswell and Holly Hasenfras. Hotel, 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 hotel. Um, because some months ago, via the Mixed Six podcast, they introduced us to Prairie Artisan Ales, and oh, in the intervening period. Springfield, Missouri has started to carry all of the Prairie Artisan Ales. And it's all I drink now. Yeah. They're out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and a shout-out to two Prairie beers in particular. The Prairie Flare, which is their Goza, which is one Ooh. of the most drinkable things I've ever had. Ross, you would really love it. It's a Goza, but rather than use lime, which a lot of the Gozas we've been drinking do, yeah. they use orange and coriander. 
Interesting. It is fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. I really want to get one now. And then the Vape Tricks, which oh. is a beer that you turned me cherry on to. Cherry sour. It's a cherry delicious. sour. Delicious. Another sour. Okay. Yeah. And both are canned, which I, I really like drinking those kind of like lighter, low, AV, yeah. low, ABV, low ABV beers out of cans. So shout out to Andrew Baswell and Holly Hasenfranz, Hotel Hotel, for what is really the ostensible reason for the shout out, turning me on to more good beer. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Caleb, you one. Uh, I am listening to the Well Read podcast on the recommendation of Baz and uh, man's a Sarah and now Bill, uh, and it is um, it's a cultural artifact. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's not what I saw coming. So I don't know if you've seen the videos. Apparently, there's a it's R E D, not R E R E D. Well Read, uh, and they are three uh, redneck comedians. Uh, <laughs> they make Jeff Foxworthy sound like he went to Oxford. And they are all deeply woke and liberal as hell, but that has not changed their accents <laughs> or uh, their sense of propriety or anything of that. And it's just uh, remarkably refreshing for me, not in that like the commentary is particularly deep, but it's interesting to hear someone talk like I hear the majority of the people in my life talk. And not be saying uh, horrifically racist, sexist, ignorant shit all the time. Um, as I said to Sarah when I first listened to it, had I known people like this in high school, I wouldn't have to have invented whatever the hell my accent is right now. <laughs> uh, because I wouldn't have felt the need to flee from their ideology using my very tongue to enhance the speed. Um, so uh, there, it's pretty interesting. It's very funny. Uh, they talked to, to a lot of interesting people in the interviews. Uh, a lot of the early episodes are recorded in a car, so the <laughs> audio quality is not great, but uh, it is like taking a road trip with your hick friends from high school for me. So uh, I quite like it, and I, I would suggest giving it a spot, especially if you don't believe anyone that sounds like that can have those opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if you're from the South or something that's ostensibly the South and uh, need sort of a refresher, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a, a breath of fresh air in, in regards to you know how someone can sound and the ideas behind that. And it's good to have a reminder of that for me every week. So Let's hope that the 2018 Jeff Foxworthy bit now is you know you might have gone to Oxford if. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to change his entire show. Just the whole thing. (laughs) I mean, we all know that the Hollywood... Rednecks are over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We all know that all the rich and famous people secretly listen to RPPR. Yes, definitely. You're welcome, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, My next shout-out is for Urban Shadows, which is a, a Powered by the Apocalypse... Uh, urban fantasy slash horror game. Uh, I Sean uh, from RBR ran a one shot of it recently. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, character cla- playbooks. Uh, and they have playbooks instead of classes for the this system of games. Uh, include uh, like the vampire werewolf. I played a ghost, uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun because they have a lot of interest on like old like sort of. Um, there's a great emphasis on debts, mm-hmm. you know, like you can call in debts or you can have to, you owe people debts. Mm-hmm. That, so cool. those are great plot uh, hooks. Um, the, there's also a corruption mechanic when you use or do certain things, you gain corruption points. And when you get corruption points, you gain corruption moves, which are very powerful. But if you totally fill up on all your corruption, uh, your character, you know, you lose your character as they, you know, mm-hmm. go to the dark side, essentially. Uh, so it's a real fun game. It's basically World of Darkness, but in a good system. Uh, mm-hmm. And none of the baggage of World of Darkness. It's mm-hmm. just 
you know, if you wanted that genre, if you want to do Neil Gaiman, but, you know, without 50 books like World of Darkness. Right. And um, good. Like markedly less sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hopefully was, down to zero. I've not read it yet, but I imagine. Uh, yeah, well, it's our, yeah, it's uh, I haven't read all of it either, but yeah, uh, in the game that I played, it was it was fine. Yep. So, uh, Spencer, another shout out. Yeah, Riverdale is back. Um, and if you've not if you've not wasted time, <laughs> Riverdale is back. Right. Riverdale, Riverdale, Riverdale. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. If you've not wasted your time or brain on Riverdale yet. Fix it. Uh, first season is on Netflix. Uh, second season started last week. Justice for Daddy Blossom. That's right. Uh, and uh, the series premiere, season premiere for season two was fucking phenomenal. Duh. Don't, Saw that don't coming. you spoil it for me. I'm not going to say a word. Don't you dare. But just know this. It was great. Uh, and uh, so in that vein, shout out to Noah Carden and Kyle Cardi of Maple Syrup Blood Money. Uh, for the, running. The original Riverdale. The original yeah. Riverdale. Are I you hearing? so. AV Everyone Club. else, get off yeah. their dick. AV well, the, Club. yeah, AV Club has their own vibe. Nice and style. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So Riverdale season two is back, and I, I'm going to stop talking about it because I'll, I'll gush and then I'll spoil and then I'll gush some more. I might well, even listen cry. to the podcast and, and it's spinning off now. Sabrina, Sabrina the teenage Sabrina witch. teenage witch coming back. Oh man, coming She's back darker and grittier yeah. than ever. Yep. Oh, you mean well? It's a There's the show a new, is new. But yeah, 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 right. Yeah. In, in in the Riverdale style. In yeah. the Riverdale verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The river verse. Or Rivers, Rivers, Rivers. Oh, there you go. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Caleb it, didn't Clarissa play Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, Melissa. Joan no, Hart. not for a little while. For all of the while. <laughs> yeah, yes, that, that was, was her career. Right. Disturbing amount of time. Yeah, and that uh, black cat puppet. The paranormal crossover was uh, supernatural. Crossover was weird. <laughs> was it was a strange one? episode. I be- I would believe you if there was. <laughs> Damn it! I should have totally just committed. <laughs> yeah, I've done fooled Ross. All yeah. right. I know there's fan fiction for it, just because it's a thing that someone could possibly think. Well, of. anything ca- t- tangentially connected to the supernatural fandom is that yeah, fan fiction. It's there. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Caleb, you had another shout out. Oh, I've played a uh, new game called Ruiner. It is a uh, three fourths perspective uh, isometric kind. Of, well, not isometric in that you can't see the little hexagons, but uh, top down perspective, uh, kind of a bullet hell. Uh, set in the the grimmest cyberpunk universe ever. Uh, basically, the cyberpunk universe uh, of uh, Devolver Digital Studios. So it's basically, what if Hotline Miami was set in 2200 or something? Uh, you play a guy in a biker jacket with a helmet full of LEDs that cannot speak and who communicates solely through meme pictures that flash over his face, which has, A, led me down a fruitless path of trying to make that as cosplay. And, you can't, just not that high res. Yeah, well, then I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, B, made it a game that I'm really pretty obsessed with. It is super hard. It's not Cuphead hard, but it is difficult. <laughs> and it is, uh, but it is wild and uh, a lot of fun. Zipping around the screen, you know, bashing in the heads of, you know, cyber Yakuza bodyguards with a pipe while shooting a machine gun with the other hand. It's it's pretty wild. You can pull up some crazy stuff. The best part I like about it is that it has an upgrade tree, mm-hmm. which can be respect constantly between oh, nice. fights. Nice. Oh, wow. So you can, like, instantly pause and respect your tree and, like, that's often required to win. Like, oh, you've got too many points in this one thing. You need to 
put it in oh, his that's other awesome. thing. Uh, so it, it's really you interesting. more of the I, I win this fight uh, tree. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, it's pretty grim. It's pretty narratively spare. Uh, so I don't think it's gotten, uh, and it is quite difficult at t- points. So I don't think it's gotten very great reviews. But I mean, for twenty bucks, it's a pretty great game, and I've gotten a lot of play out of it. And it just looks cool if you ever want to, you know, get inspiration for a cyberpunk kind nice. of setting. So. Nice. Uh, so I have another <laughs> another game, uh, The Sprawl, uh, which is another Power by the Apocalypse game that Sean ran. Uh, it's a cyberpunk game, though. Uh, he's run two play Ruiner first. Uh, well, it's, this is a tabletop RPG. I mean, it's not. It's Do you mind first? Okay, I, I said it. First. I, I will. I will play I heard, it. I heard it. Came I put it on my Steam yeah. wish list. Right. Hey, hey, you're, you're <laughs> outvoted. In, impartial. Podca- podcast law says that oh, you have I to see. play mine first. You signed the contract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in the sprawl, yeah, you can be you know a, a, a cyborg killer, a hacker, uh, a vehicle uh, expert, not just a driver, but you know someone with drones and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and uh, it's got it's got this sort of inbuilt clock where you do certain actions, the clock goes up, and when the clock hits, you know, midnight, bad things happen. You know, you you pissed off the mega corporation, so like it's sort of an inbuilt like tension creator. Mm. You know, so it's uh, you can't just fuck up forever because I mean that's very in, in line with cyberpunk. So um, and also go see the new Blade Runner. Oh God, yeah, God, it's good. Yeah, and it's Damn, not doing it's, well the box. It. Damn, it's good. Ru- ruin it for me. I'll ruin Riverdale for I, you. I, I have not. I said it's good. That's all I said. Okay. Just yeah, go see it. Yeah, see it before it disappears. I was skeptical. I understand being skeptical It's very of pretty, it, too. But like, go see it. Yeah. Uh, and it does not feel like three hours. It, it yeah. does go by pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, the, the sprawl. Uh, Spencer, you had another one? Yeah, last shout-out for me. So this one should probably honestly be on the Mix 6 and whatever else we ever do in the history of the future. But... <laughs> Um, Daniel Stewart of Tabletop Tapes. Uh, Daniel takes time like every week to shout out to every podcast that he likes Which and is, is listening such a cool to. Thing, yeah. yeah, and not just not like a follow Friday. Like here's a bunch of handles, but like specific notes to each of them about the things that he really likes about what they're doing, or you know, or snippets that he's pulled out of those things. That it's he like thought. a handwritten follow Friday. It really yeah. is. It's like it's, if someone like lovingly calligraphied at yeah, and then the hand <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. No, it's like. It's fucking crazy, yeah. um, and it's awesome. And um, uh, I, you know, sometimes sometimes I feel like the amount of time we put into show prep uh, does not equal the amount of time he he takes to find one thing he liked about I the feel thing like that, that we most said of the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes me question my commitment to my craft. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like this really beautiful commitment to and tribute to things that he really likes. And I think that the world would be a better place if we were all people like that. And so shout out to Daniel Stewart of Tabletop Tapes for putting in the time. Uh yeah no I I would second that um I just had one more uh and that's a quick book uh twenty five MST three K movies that changed my life in no way whatsoever uh by Frank Conniff I TV's Frank from the original MST three K uh he basically it's a it's a short book it's about him talking about how I was terrible at carpentry and things so I couldn't build sets so they had me pick the movies so I had to watch bad movies all day and so he talks about some movies that made it to MST3K some that didn't and he gives a little commentary about them and uh, a lot of you know very snarky jokes I mean he's a, he's a very comedic writer and uh, it's just a quick short read I actually got to cool. meet him in person he came down to Springfield to do an MST3K live oh, wow. uh, where they did uh, he and um, Trace Ballou you know a uh, Dr. Forrester uh, did uh, Glenn or Glenda live. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, if you like MST3K, yeah, it, the book's on you Amazon. You know, I've never seen the old MST3K because I, I watched them on Sci Fi Channel. 
yeah. uh, and we got it in fuzzy like porn. So oh, I just yeah. watch it fuzzy to hear the jokes because <laughs> the alternative was the Lawrence Welk show. So I would just stare at a staticky screen and listen to MS3 Huge and kind Holy of imagine shit. the terrible movie. Wow. That occurred afterwards. Man. Sorry, that's the saddest thing I could have possibly Jesus. said. Well, I so, <laughs> Moving it, on. It's, it's character building. Uh, <laughs> I have, do you want them? I have DVDs of the... the kind of no. Yeah. Kind of no. I think They're I better earned, in your mind. I think the, I earned the way I saw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's no more shout-outs. Uh, we have anecdotes. And uh, Caleb and I have been running red markets for each other and groups. And uh, there's Get some- a dice generator. D10 suck. They're just they're just bad. There's bad dice. Um, yeah, I don't know where. There's so it many- looks good on paper and it works on paper, but goddamn, those little bastards just are they're against you. Yeah, the first game I ran for your group ZX because uh, they have a UPS truck mm. uh, that they made mm. into their you know, so it's a joke, you right? Know, not FedEx. Yeah. It's, hey, right. it's good marketing. It's okay. good. It's great marketing. Yeah. Uh, better than the B team, which is what my group is called, because <laughs> all the characters' names start. I, with I don't B. think I've had a negotiation yet where I haven't mentioned how bad you guys are. <laughs> uh, but uh, you basically turned yourself in the computer guy, and I'm Justin Long now, yeah, which yeah. is you know okay with that marketing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, your crit. Yeah, you you rolled like eight crit fails in the first scenario. I think. Oh yeah, it's not because we're actually better. Yeah. It's just a good narrative. Um, <laughs> So I did roll uh, actually nine crit nine, failures sorry. in a single game. Uh, remarkably, none of them were in mortal danger, or that character would be no more. So I think the real note here is that I survived it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it did. It did get to the point where uh, our our quarry was on an elevator that yeah. was stuck in a shaft, and we were all suspended above it. It had broken and snapped its legs. Uh, and was just sort of being a zombie writhing around on there. And I could get bonuses for the kill if it was, like, cool and humiliating because it was a revenge job against the zombie. I had, like, a will left. I had scored, at this point, seven critical failures. So I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot. And so I had a sword. I had not really contributed to anything in the job. And I'm like, well, I'm going to jump down with the camera on and look really cool as I behead it. So I crit failed and broke both my legs landing on of the elevator. So we were both crippled, and now the zombie was coming towards me. So then I rolled to attack the zombie, uh, at which point my I crit failed, and my sword got stuck, and I could not do anything. So uh, at this point... It was just over. Uh, so um, <laughs> uh, thankfully, one of my teammates just shot the damn thing out of pity. And uh, we did actually get the bonus because it was very funny about how terrible <laughs> I was at my job. And it ended up going viral. Uh, so, yeah, that was that's that's my game of Red Mark. It's the yeah. first... First game of the new campaign, my character crit failed nine times uh, in a game that I designed, which is a special level of humiliation when you fail at a 500-page book that you yourself have written. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I've, I've achieved new levels. 
Uh, I've seen I'd, scenic new vistas of embarrassment. Uh, to be fair, it's not like my character hasn't been suffering either. Uh, I know in the second session, <laughs> you had my character put in prison while the others had to go and get evidence to free me from execution. To be clear, yeah. you chose that job. I was outvoted, but yeah. <laughs> uh, That's I, usually how going into prison works. Yeah, you right. are sort of being outside of prison has right. been outvoted. Yeah, But just Roughly having people. Uh, <laughs> Tom, Aaron, and David but having to be the ones to try and figure out a plan. Uh, that was pretty hilarious. That, that, that was like, oh, God. They are not good at that. <laughs> it, it was, uh, I, I feel your pain. It was not a crit dice failure, but I it was. I think Aaron got stabbed like nine times. He, he did get stabbed quite a few times because he went off on his own wearing the body armor of a dead man in that dead man's neighborhood and then asking his widow questions. <laughs> And of course, Aaron was the one, one of the people who killed that guy. So, like, <laughs> they understandably were upset with him, uh, which he did not think about. So, those are some of the things to look forward to when we get to the, uh, uh, um, God, what was it? Uh, Deception Pass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Deception Pass, the campaign that's coming to you at some point in the future. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's been our PPR episode 147. Uh, Spencer, you're the guest. You, any final thoughts or? No, thanks for having me. It was like super cool um, to get to talk to all of these people who have been like a part of this community much longer than I have. So, you know, thanks for everything that you guys do. And whatever part of you we got to migrate over to the Mix 6, thanks so much. (laughs) Whatever part we didn't, I totally get it. We're not that important or popular either um, because we're not very cool. Um, So just thanks for everything that you do. It's been a lot of fun being on. I hope I'm on later and talking about like more successful things that we've done in in role playing. Yeah, we'll do uh, game design workshops uh, with Party Foul and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So no, this has been awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Talk to you guys next time.